You see, we're still moving sideways when it comes to Bitcoin. I'll tell you what's going on here. If you look behind the scenes, there's a game of chicken going on at the moment. On the one hand, you've got GBTC, which needs to deflate and let tokens out. And on the other hand, what you have is you have all the, the ETF providers trying or, or the market waiting for all the ETF providers to bring more money in. And neither side is budging right now. And so everybody's waiting for the move. Is GBTC going to deflate first or are the institutions actually going to bring in money? That's the game of chicken that is actually going on right now. And that's why what you got is you got Bitcoin just moving sideways. When it comes to altcoins though, I saw this chart and this chart spells out the thesis. If we get this drop in Bitcoin dominance, which we spoke about yesterday, we could get the parabolic run in altcoins, which is what I want to talk about today. And if we do, I've got a whole lot of altcoins that we need to talk about, including one altcoin ecosystem that is about to get a $600 million injection. And we spoke about injections yesterday. When we talk about injections, we're not talking about the injections you get in your ass. We're talking about injections of cash into an ecosystem which make the token pump. So we're going to talk about the ecosystem that is getting a $600 million injection and it will pump from, from that. And then last night I attended a... Uh, event or a, a talk with one of the most successful crypto funds in the world. This crypto fund is by far, by far, by far the most successful crypto fund in the world. In fact, I invested in one of their funds and uh, they have already returned something like a 10x return. And for the first time, they changed their narrative completely. And when I heard about this change in narrative, my jaw dropped. And I want to share this change in narrative with you guys because these guys are known to get into tokens really 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 early and known to be the most successful uh, crypto investment fund in the world and yesterday they had a severe turnaround in their thesis and i think that when you hear the turnaround in their thesis you may change how you make a whole lot of investments so that is what we're going to be talking about today uh, i was a little bit late i'll explain to you in one second why we were late it's not my fault it really really isn't my fault and it's not the scarecrow's fault either We'll talk about that in a second, but let's start the show. Okay, so I'm going to tell you why I was late. First of all, I've got to apologize for being late. So the reason why I was late and the reason why today we might, we might get a shorter show than the normal shows. Is because I don't know if I mentioned to you yesterday, but we have the banter. All of banter has come to Cape Town to come and have a conference, which we're having our conference this weekend. And so we have all our researchers here. One's here from the UK, one's here from India, one's here from uh, Brazil, but also Portugal. Uh, we have uh, one from Ireland. We have lots of, of researchers and stuff here in South Africa. So last night, the, research, the researchers thought it was a smart idea to go to a place called Cannabisters. So they went to Cannabisters last night, and today they've been taking turns to go to the bathroom to, 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 to do what? A cleansing. A cleansing. They say, a cleansing, he says. The Portuguese says, a cleansing. He's having a cleansing. So guys, do you think it was a good idea? Now, can we have a vote? Do you think it was a good idea to go to Cannabisters on a school night? Last night, it's, it's, I know last night it seemed like a good idea. Today, it's not such a good idea. Um, are we going to go back to, 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 to cannabis tonight? No, but we are going to go back on Saturday, right? Because that's, there's no work on Saturday. So that's the story. That's why we were late. Uh, apologies for being late, but the researchers are really in, in a bad condition today. Very bad condition today. Um, especially Gustavo. 
which uh, <laughs> very bad, very, very bad condition. You can see also that if you go to the Banter News Group today, where all the researchers live, you'll see that Gustavo isn't dropping as many tweets as he normally drops. And that's because he's a little bit man down from being at, at cannabis. This. So, you know, I think there's a lesson learned there. Anyway, listen, enough of that. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Remember, if you're not already subscribed, that's okay. This, this channel's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's not for people who don't want to make life-changing money. It's not for people who are conservative. It's not for people who want to make 10x returns in this bull market. This is a DJ channel. So it's not for everyone, but if it is for you, this is a great time to subscribe to the channel, obliterate the subscribe button and obliterate the like button because today's going to be a very alpha mixed, uh, alpha full show. And you know how the alpha works. You have to smash the like button. I get excited. The more excited I get, the more alpha I give, the more alpha I give, the more money we make. It is possible to make money in a market that looks like the one we have today. There's not many things moving. But there are certain things moving that you have to pay attention to. Like, for example, BitTenza, Tau is moving. Render is moving. We're going to talk about that. Solana is moving. We're going to talk about that. Beam is moving. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're not going to talk about Link, even though it's moving. We're not going to talk about Woo, even though it's moving. Let me just flick to the hourly and see what's going on here. Um, say, starting to move. Okay, so we will talk about most altcoins that are actually moving. Um, someone says, we don't make money with this channel. But he, find, but he still finds the time to come and sit here. Someone says, hey, George, you're in the wrong channel. In fact, let's see what ha what's happening on George's channel today. Let's quickly go here. Have a look. So if you want to know who sold um, $1 billion of Bitcoin in three days, then you should go to George's channel. But you'll be joined by 1,100 people. We've got 4,000 people. So I think stay here. So it's a much better party, a much better party. It feels to me like this show is not as good as our show today. Just... Just judging by the thumbnail. But look, that, that may just be me. All right, let's go. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Um, okay, so let's quickly talk about what's going on on the markets. As I said to you, Bitcoin is moving sideways. It's a game of chicken. What's going on now is a game of chicken, right? On the one hand, you've got Grayscale. And Grayscale are waiting to deflate. Remember, they've got 620,000 Bitcoin and they've got a 1.5% fee. And because they've got a 1.5% fee, they are way more expensive than all the other ETF providers. Grayscale has taken a bet. They're saying, look, we would rather get 1.5% and take the risk of people leaving to go to the other ETFs that have lower fees. Because when they do that, they're gonna, when they sell, they're going to have a capital gains event. So Grayscale is almost going, look, they won't sell and switch to other ETFs because they're going to have a capital gain event. And so this, like, is this game of chicken. Either the big ETFs, the BlackRocks, the Fidelities, the whatever else, are going to get big buyers coming into the ETF, putting them as the, the number two ETF after Grayscale, or Grayscale is going to start to bleed. That's the game of chicken that's going on now. The market is sitting here, and the market is waiting for some kind of clear sign as to what is going to happen first. Which one? Is, are the institutions going to bring in more money, or is Grayscale going to start to bleed out and put all those Bitcoin onto the market? And right now, as we, uh, as we hear today, Neither side is actually moving. You do have the ETF analysts. Now, I had this guy on my Twitter spaces, Eric Balkunas, and he's a very smart guy from Bloomberg, but he is a little bit absorbed in the ETF. You know, he's, he's, he's put a lot of time and effort and energy. So he's emotionally attached to the ETF. And so he's quite hard to have an argument with in terms of whether or not this is successful. He's celebrating that $10 billion worth of volume has gone into the ETFs in the first three days. 
There were 500 ETFs that launched in 2023. Today, they did a combined $450 million in volume. The best one did $45 million, and others had many months uh, to get going. Ibert alone seems to be doing more than his 23 freshman class. So he's celebrating volume, but we're not fooled by volume. We're looking beyond the volume. For us, we think that, that this is not the best, not the best launch, not, not the best launch. And, and I'll show you why. If you look at the volume of all the ETFs put together, the volume is 9.73 billion. Can you see? 9.73 billion. If you take out XGBTC, you see the GBTC is actually more than half. So 5.2, more or less, 5.18 billion is GBTC and 4.598 billion is not GBTC. Okay? So... If you, if you say that, you say, look, the GBTC is the majority outflows. It's people who are going to exit, and either they're going to exit Bitcoin completely, or they're going to exit and go into one of the other funds. So there's a majority, probably a majority outflow in the first couple of days. That's pretty much what's happening. Someone says, look, day three, minus 11,000 Bitcoin from GBTC, plus seven into the others, net of minus 4K. So in this game of chicken that we have being played now with the ETFs right now, Slight outflow, but nothing to be alarmed about. And you can see that all the other ETF providers are starting to get uh, uh, to try and earn the number two space. Right now, the number two is definitely IBIT, which is the BlackRock ETF. Number three is the Fidelity ETF. Number four is the ARK ETF. Number five is the BitB ETF. And then the others, then, then, then all the others. Um, interestingly, and we should pay a lot of attention to this. So number one, Bitcoin ETPs currently account for a, almost a million Bitcoin, which is about 4.4% of the circulating supply of Bitcoin and uh, roughly 45% of the size of the crypto exchange reserves. So what you're starting to see is that ETFs and ETPs are starting to play a very, very, very important role in the Bitcoin market to our dissatisfaction. So I said to you, the reason why we don't like the fact now Bitcoin has become uh, institution, an institutional asset which means that on American holidays, as we said last two days, Martin Luther King Day and a couple of other days, the, the Bitcoin ETF, the, the Bitcoin price didn't move much because the markets were closed in the United States. So that's the one reason we don't like it. The other reason why we don't really like it is because now a lot of Bitcoin are going to be held by these institutions. Now, I did a little bit of reading of the institutional um, ETF um, uh, uh, prospectuses. And one of the things that I noticed in the ETF prospectus, and call me a conspiracy theorist, but one of the things that it says there is that the government has the power to confiscate the underlying asset. Now, maybe this is a, maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking too deep. Maybe not. Either way, you know, on the one hand, I'm not really mad about the institutionalization of Bitcoin. On the other hand, I do see it as a healthy thing for the market because that's the only way that we're going to get real capital coming into the market. What we see now is the next phase of the ETF trade. So what you've got to think about is that the ETF um, trade itself is not a very um, lucrative trade for the big institutions. So let's say like BlackRock get $10 billion under management and they charge a 0.2% fee that make $20 million a year on the Bitcoin ETF. That's not why BlackRock got into this. The reason why BlackRock and all the other institutions got into it and why they're starting to hold Bitcoin is because they want to create a whole plethora of, of new products. And we can see that those, the first of those new products 
are starting to 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 they already starting to launch. I mean, they only launched the ETF last Thursday. Barely a week later, they're already starting to launch more products. What are the products? Well, now they are listing for trading options on the ETF. So you can buy an option or sell an option on the ETF for uh, 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 Bitcoin for, for on Bitcoin. So yesterday they filed the NYSE filed the 19 before to allow for trading on options of the of the ETF. The thing is, this does have to go through the SEC. They're talking about more or less two months to start approving it. And then there's a new product on the new product that Wall Street can sell to their client base. Then there's other products. There's, there's lending. There is, um, uh, get this, five new Bitcoin ETFs filed to leverage and invest on the daily performance. So you can have a, a leveraged, which is plus 2x, leverage plus 1.5x. Then you can have inverse, minus 1x, minus 1.5x. So leverage and inverse, so you can bet for or against on leverage on ETFs. You see, so Wall Street have basically taken our asset. They listed ETFs on our asset. And now they're listing the product about the product on top of the product for the product that people can make fees. They just want to make fees. They, they just want to make fees. It's like, think about it like Ryanair. You know, like Ryanair, they put you into the, 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 the airplane so you, you pay like $1 to get on the airplane. Then when you're on the plane and you need to take a shit, so you want to take the shit, you have to pay like $9 to get into the toilet. Then you want to take a luggage with you. It's an extra $100. Then you want to eat something because you get hungry. It's an extra $500. You basically end up paying like $1,000. You might as well have flown BA business class, but you're flying Ryanair and you keep, play. it's exactly what they're doing on the ETF. They're just adding more features, more things for you to pay. You want extra legroom? Pay. You want extra legroom and extra armroom? Pay. They're just adding more and more and more features to try and squeeze money out of uh, out of people on this uh, um, on this asset. So they're talking about a two month approval, more or less, for the options, and then we've got options on Bitcoin ETF. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what's happening in the Bitcoin ETF. Or um, what are you guys laughing at? I hate Ryanair. Oh, okay, I get it. No, you can't. You might have to cut that part out. Apparently, I said the, the, the toilet word. Probably three times on the stream. Anyway, let's just see what uh, the other channels are doing at the moment. Um, no, you come on. You can't still have 1,100 people watching. Oh, he's just, okay. Only 3,000. Okay, we're still ahead, guys. We're still ahead. Keep, keep, keep up the momentum. Keep up the pace. Today, as I said to you, is a big day for crypto. Um, I don't expect this to, to turn out the way that we want it to turn out, but Coinbase is actually going to court today with the SEC. And what they're going to try and do in court is to get a sum, what they call a summary judgment to get the SEC's case kicked out. Remember the SEC sued Coinbase? Well, now they're going to try and get the SEC's case kicked out before we actually start uh, the regulation, before we actually start the case. I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, we're talking about it. The federal judge will hear arguments about whether or not to toss the case based on legal arguments. Don't think it's going to happen, but we should, we should listen to it today. They put aside four hours to go and argue this, this case. I don't think it's going to happen, but nonetheless, a big day. Also a big day in Davos. So you can see it's very cold in Davos. All the world leaders have gone to Davos to the World Economic Forum. And then Jamie Dimon, who's, who's, who says, look, he says, he says, I don't give a shit about Bitcoin on the one hand. He says, I don't really give a shit about Bitcoin. But, 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 listen to this. Look how passionate he is about not giving a shit. Obviously, oh, I've just said it again. Changed his view of this, obviously. Yeah. 
and maybe he changed his view because you think he genuinely believes in Bitcoin or, genu or believed it because he thinks that there's a marketplace for it and he wants to be part of that market. But what do you think of the, I mean, there's a, about a dozen big financial companies, Fidelity no, included. No, number one, I don't care. So just please stop number talking one, about the shit. I don't care. And, <laughs> stop and talking about the shit. I don't know what he would say about blockchain versus currencies that do something versus Bitcoin that does nothing. It may be that not different than me. But, you know, this is what makes a market. People have opinions. I, this is the last time I'm ever going to state my opinion. Gold really didn't do anything either. Yeah, but gold's limited in supply. So is Bitcoin. And it's been used. Uh, so you think so, huh? I do. I think there's a good chance that when Bitcoin, when we get to that 20 to million Bitcoins, million, that, go to 42. No, that Satoshi's going to come on there, laugh hysterically, go quiet, and all Bitcoin's going to be erased. I think, man. How the hell oh, do you know stop at 21? I've, you, I've come never on. met one person who told me they know for a fact they take that mathematically as, it's it, it, it's not it can't happen because by the last one will be mine in 2150 and it, it it gets harder and harder every time there's another halving but but jamie it, I mean, look, looking you back guys, over you guys do what you want i'll do what i want uh, as for gold you can the, the six characteristics that make gold valuable for four thousand years they're yeah. all present in bitcoin that's all i'll say and i love you and i don't want to you, 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 and i also hey, don't right. i don't also don't want to be a, good you may good you, you may be right yeah I, I don't own gold either, so okay. Uh, that's what I mean. A couple of quick final questions. I like to own things. So, uh, so, so, I mean, good. This is, this is good. They, they, they're fighting back. I, I mean, at, at this point, it's probably a good time for me to let you know that I've been trying to put through a wire transfer from my, my, my Chase account, my money, to another one of my accounts with my money. I've been trying to do this for a month. Because my American SIM card doesn't work in South Africa, they can't call to verify me. And so what, they, what the bank has advised me to do, no, no jokes, true story. The banker says there's nothing they can do. I have to fly to the United States to release a wire. Okay, this is why we need Bitcoin. And he's not, that's the guy that owns the bank telling me to go fly to the bank, pay money to fly to America to release a wire because their fraud department in 2023 cannot call international. They, they can't call international. And, and he says, he says, he says, I don't care about Bitcoin. But then if you don't care about Bitcoin, just notice how he's, how passionate he is about Bitcoin. Just, just listen. Is, is, hold on. Give me incomes. It uh, doesn't cost my. Think of the other firms, the Black Rocks of okay, the listen. world that, that obviously, and, and Larry, Larry Fink changes his no, view. No, this, this is the wrong one. This is and not the one I want to play. Wait. Because you think he this is the one I wanted to play. Listen to how. Cryptocurrencies, there are two types. There's a cryptocurrency which might actually do something. Think of a cryptocurrency as an embedded smart contract in it, and that we can use it to buy and sell real estate and move data. That may have value. The idea of tokenizing things. Tokenizing things that, that you do something with. And then there's one which does nothing. I call it the pet rock, the Bitcoin or something like that. And so on the Bitcoin, you know, there's, first of all, and I'm, I'm not trying to make a joke here. There are use cases, AML, fraud, anti-money laundering, tax avoidance, sex trafficking. Those are real use cases. And you see it being used for hundreds, maybe 50, 100 billion dollars a year for that. That is the end use case. Everything else is people train among themselves. So, Speculating. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, my last statement, the last time I ever talked about Bitcoin is I defend your right to do Bitcoin. I think, you know, it's okay. okay. I don't want to tell you what to do. So my personal advice would be don't get involved. Right. But I don't want to tell any one of you what to do. It's a free country. What do you make of the other firms, the Black Rocks so of the world? That, he's that telling it's a free country, it, but he's telling you not to get involved in an asset that's got better returns than any other asset that his bank has been able to, to, to recommend to you in the last 10 or, or, or 15 years or, or whatever it is. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Jamie Dimon anymore. I was having a nice day until that happened.
Actually, I wasn't having a nice day because my researchers went to cannabisters yesterday. <laughs> You're never going to live the down the day that you went to cannabisters. <laughs> Let's talk about altcoins because that's why you guys here. Yeah, remember, we, 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 I mean, we're not a, a primarily Bitcoin channel. We're primarily an altcoin channel. We're a DGEN channel. We love DGEN. What we do love also when we, when we, like, when we DGEN, I want to show you. Let me get my, my mouse here. So we like this chart pattern on Bitcoin. So you can see that this lower low is, 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 is starting to get a little bit convincing. Now, when the dominance goes into a lower low, we could get this pattern over here playing out. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this pattern. It's quite an important altcoin pattern. So we are repeating this pattern here on the Bitcoin dominance. And it looks like we may, may, may hit this part of the breakdown. It, it, if it does, it's coming a little bit sooner than we, we expected but, you know, nonetheless, if someone gives you a gift and the gift comes a little bit sooner than, than expected, you don't kick the gift in the mouth, you see? So here's the, here's the, the high, the, 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 high, the top, here's the lower high, here's the lower low coming in over here. That's exactly the pattern that started to play out over here. Now, the reason why this is important, the reason why this is super important is because let's go back to this tweet and you can, you can actually see it here on the tweet. Let's examine the two time periods. From January to December 2020, total three does a 5x. So, so, so th that's the first part of this chart. It's this part over here. So January to December 2020, from here to around here. So total three does a 5x, Solana does a 10x, and Atom does a 2x. But if you look at what happens when the, the Bitcoin dominance dropped significantly like that, total three does an 8x, Solana does 150x, and Adam does an 8x. So why is this important? He says, now cast your mind back to December 2020. Altcoins were pumping. Total three market cap was at 150 billion. If you held some good quality projects, you were probably up many multiples. If you weren't already in the market, it would have been easy to think that you were late to the party. I won't buy now. Altcoins have already run. However, that is exactly what happened. And then Bitcoin topped at 55%. We could be seeing exactly the same thing happening right here, right now. And that's what, what I think we need to prepare ourselves for. And as uh, like I'm seeing a lot of posts on, on um, Twitter saying that a lot of alts are actually looking really, really, really good. So let's look at the altcoins, which are actually looking really good. Just quickly see, is, is there anything happening in the newsroom? Remember, the newsroom is where we live. It's where our um, uh, uh, researchers post everything that's happening in real time. The best way to watch it, go to the Banter Bubbles, click on the hourly, which, by the way, is beautiful and green. Renders up 2.25% in the last hour. ICP is up 1.47% in the last hour. And if you look here, you can see why. And generally, uh, I promise you, that there's a lot more aggressive posting in the newsroom. But today, the researchers are a little bit hungover. And so today, we have to give them a little bit of a break to, to recuperate and um, to recover. Anyway, be that as it may, let's see which tokens are actually moving up. So Render, I'll tell you in a second why Render is moving up. Uh, BitTenzo Tau. By the way, the BitTenzo breakout was actually posted in the news group ages ago today. So you would have maybe caught this breakout here. Uh, they're talking about it going back to this level first, $320 first. And then if it breaks the $320 level, then it could go up to like $385, maybe back to all-time highs. The other one that's broken out pretty recently is Render. Uh, what's the, what's your, what are your price levels for Render, sir? Quickly draw lines on your charts and tell me what the, the price levels for render are. The reason why render maybe is breaking out. If you want to, if you want to add a fundamental to back your um, your uh, uh, 
a fundamental to back your technical thesis, it could be because Apple's previewing new entertainment experiences with Apple Vision Pro, and that, of course, would require GPU power. It also could be because Apple's um, uh, Pro VR headset will be available in the USA in two weeks. So in two weeks' time, it will be available in the US. So that could be it. Yeah, what are your levels for render, sir? Close above 4.3, and then the next level? 4.7. Okay, 4.3 and 4.7 for, for render. So again, we're big render fans. Also, you'll see later on that there's a fund, the fund that I spoke, that I'm speaking of, uh, one of the most successful funds in crypto says that they're extremely, extremely, extremely bullish on render. And I'm gonna, are we going to talk about that fund in a second? Um, the other chart, which is looking really, really, really fucking good, and I think that maybe this is about to have a very, very, very good run, is Solana. So, we took a little bit of a break talking about Solana. And the reason why we did it, it was actually quite strategic. We don't want to be like a one-trick pony. Like where you come here, it's like Solana, 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 Solana. It's, that's not what we're about. We want, to, we want to show you that we really look at it. But it looks like now everything is pointing back at Solana having another little, another little run. So what do we mean? Let, let's look at, at all the data points that you can see. The first thing is simplistically on the daily chart, we've just had a breakout. And I think we'll close above the breakout. And that can take us a little bit higher. I'm not the only one who sees it, who sees this. Uh, Crypto Dog, who is uh, I think one of the one of the smartest guys uh, on on Twitter, he says this should be the final time Solana cracks 100 before liftoff. So maybe maybe this is the actual liftoff. Um, someone says Solana looking good here. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, then the co-founder of um, uh, Glassnode, he's looking at this. He says we watched. Heinrich, Heinrich Zieberg and Raul uh, Paul talking on Crypto Man Runs Banter Show about the sole ETH ratio. They both agreed it looks bullish, but just how much could it rally? The chart suggests that the sole ETH could rally, could rise from 0.76 to 0.14. In other words, sole may outperform ETH by a multiple of four to five times. And I very, very, very much agree with that thesis. And I also, I'll show you in a second that I also agree with another fund that's given a huge um, a target on, on Sol. So we do believe that Sol is going to outperform ETH. Also, if you want to, again, put fundamentals onto the technicals. If you look at the outflow from ETH, you can see that the outflow from ETH on the wormhole bridge shows you that SUI was one of the custodians of a lot of money. And you know that the SUI ecosystem recently pumped. And then the other ecosystem, which got a lot of money from ETH, was Solana. So Solana got $109 million and Sui got $135 million. So you can see that there's fundamentals, cash flows are starting to move into Solana. So now, another big reason why Solana could pump is because probably in two weeks, two weeks, exactly two weeks, a $600 million airdrop is going to happen onto Solana. So that is confirmed now. We had Jupiter which is the DEX aggregator, the decentralized exchange, exchange aggregator on Solana. They came out and said, Jupiter will launch on the 31st of Jupiter. Very bad, Jupiter. It's the marketing guys. It's technic, technological people trying to be marketers. So they are now in the final sprint uh, of the launch. And when they launch, they've said that they're going to launch. Here it is over here. Alpha like this, you won't get anyway. Um, we're going to drop nearly 1 million tokens. 1 million tokens. And if you look at what the tokens are trading at right now, the tokens are trading at 61 cents. So you can go to this exchange called Hyperliquid and you can buy pre-buy tokens at the, these kind of levels. Now, that would give it a $6 billion fully diluted valuation uh, for Jupiter. 
Is that a good valuation? Is that a bad valuation? We're going to talk about that in a second. What we know for sure, though, is that every time that we get these airdrops, now you'll notice that the Pith airdrop was a $90 million airdrop and the Jito airdrop was $225 million, and they managed to pump the price of Solana. Why did they manage to pump the price of Solana? Because of this thesis over here. Very likely that the natural bid for Sol, as many will rotate and sell their Jupiter into Sol. That's exactly what, what happens. People air, get the airdrops. The airdrop is worth a lot of money. They sell the airdrop and they, because it's free money. And then they start buying other tokens. And you can see that what happened was when Jito came out and when Pith came out, it went up. And then it started to come down and started to bleed and bleed and bleed as people started to sell their tokens. And where does that money go? Exactly what I did with my Jito tokens. I took my Jito tokens. When I felt that there was a, a massive pump, what did I do? I sold them and I put the, the profits into ETH, into Sol. Not into ETH, into Sol. The reason I did that was because I thought that the underlying protocol, Jito at the time, was very, very, very overvalued. But I didn't want to be out the market. So I felt that the most logical place to be was to actually stay in the market and actually just put it into the L1. That's like cashing out of the high-risk play into the lower-risk play. And it, both times that I did that, it was very successful. And to be honest, when I get my, my, my Jupiter airdrop, if it's anywhere near $6 billion fully diluted valuation, I'm going to do exactly the same. I'm going to sell my Jupiter, and I'm going to put the profits into Sol. And that way, I'm out of the market, but I'm not actually out of the market. You get what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm still in the race, but I'm just not in, 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 in uh, Jupiter. Also, when you look at the Sol ETH chart, that's, that's another chart that we should look at. It's printing these beautiful, it's like, it looks like it's going to do a beautiful cup and handle over here. So let's keep watching that. I do think, as this tweet says, I think ETH outperforms, uh, Sol outperforms ETH by, by uh, a margin of, uh, of 4 to 5x. Uh, remember also that, that DEXs on Solana are very powerful because, because the fees are so cheap, people start like jobbing meme coins and stuff like that, which you, you can't do on Ethereum. You can't really do stuff like that on Ethereum. Also, if you want like a really degen play, I'm not touching this, to be honest. But the Jupiter founder does have a dog. His dog is Churo. Okay, so he does have a dog. He owns his own dog coin. I'm, I'm out of this one. I'm just letting you know that there is a, a dog called, don't get into this one. There is a dog called, a coin called Churo. Churo, what's the market cap you have of Churo? Josh, this is the coin you were trading, bro. I don't think so, you were, Josh was trading this coin, eh? He was trading this coin. And Gustavo, Okay. Um, he has a nice little watch list for you. If Solana does pump, he has a cool little watch list for you guys to watch. I know you love watch lists, so he has a, a good one to watch. So you've got Pith. It's already pumped, but it will continue to pump. Render, already pumping. Jito, I think it's expensive. I think $2.6 billion valuation is expensive. Um, Rollbit, what's wrong with Rollbit? Why isn't it pumping? Can someone tell me why Rollbit isn't pumping? Like, this, everyone forgotten that Gamblefy is actually a narrative. I think that we should start buying this shit. I think we should start buying this shit. Uh, Radium, Orca is a good one. Um, yeah, GMT, you can buy, just buy the meme coin, buy Bonk, buy Miro, buy Dog, Woof, Hat. Um, I mean, remember, there's so many that you can buy if you, if you want to start playing this. Sony. You can buy, what's the, the, the EVM? Neon, Neon. Neon is a good one. So yeah, so it depends how DJ you want to be. If someone says I'm all in on Churro. Oh man, what have we done? What have we done? What have we done? Okay, the other thing that Solana's got going for it. So uh, remember they launched the Saga phone. And the phone was a huge, huge, huge success because initially they had a target of, of launching 20,000 phones. And I think the price point was like $650.
But because they, they came up with something, and what they came up with was that if you give a meme coin on the phone, if you airdrop a meme coin on the phone, the meme coin becomes the meme, it explodes, then the meme coins on the phone become worth more than the actual phone, and so you kind of got yourself a free phone. And they did that, and they got 20,000 phones into the market, and now they're basically saying, look, 20,000 wasn't enough, we're going crazy, we're going balls to the wall. They said having 20,000 sagas in the community hands is a crucial milestone, we have now a community as sizable as some of the largest NFT projects, but now it's time to aim much bigger. There's the new phone, $450. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely aping into making these phone orders because I know there's going to be airdrops on these phones, and I know you're going to be able to sell the phone for more than, for more than the money that you pay for it. So now the DGENs are actually trading phones. We've all become phone traders. We, we buy and sell mobile phones. Buy and sell mobile phones. That's, that's what we've become. Anywhere where we can buy, if we can find a meme coin hidden in a phone, we, we're going to buy it. So $450, I'm going to go boss the wall to try and get some of these uh, um, uh, things. But it's good to see that they are starting to get a lot of these phones into the market. This is exactly what we needed. The good, the good launch of the first phone was the best advertising for the second phone. And now you can see people are going crazy. So try and get... Try and get some of these. Uh, try and get some of these um, uh, 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 phones if you can, because I think that balls to the wall. That's what I, I always say. Balls to the wall. Did, did the CEO just say balls to the wall? Okay, okay, stop it. Um, so Saga airdrops are, are already. So they're talking about a, a Saga airdrops coming onto the phone. Solend announcing that they're going to do an airdrop. So now everybody wants to airdrop onto the phone. Get yourself a phone. Okay. The other thing that's happening on Solana. So we had. Fundstrat, which is a big fund, right? Um, not a big fund, like a, a, a company that does analysis. Tommy Lee, you know Tommy Lee, the guy, the Asian guy that, that you see on CNBC sometimes, bullish, always bullish, always, always, always bullish. He says that Solana should get to five or $600 this cycle. And I think he's right. We have the same target. I haven't even read the report. I just saw this one slide of the report. The reason I haven't read the report is because the researchers who were supposed to send me the report because they were supposed to subscribe went to cannabis this last night and have you sent me the report you paid for it and it never came you're having a great day sir <laughs> so wait let me get this straight hold on a second you paid for the report i oh, before we were sitting here, i said get me the report you said cost 80 dollars and you paid for it <laughs> and you don't have the report <laughs> how are you supposed to run a business <laughs> When you pay for the report, your researchers come to work stoned, <laughs> spend it down the toilet, you give them $80 to buy a report for you, they pay for the report, spend the $80, they don't get the report. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, we lost our, we lost, we lost our way a bit, just a second, we, we seem to have lost our way, we seem to have lost our way. Um, another thing which is happening on Solana is that like Unibot and Bananabot and all these telegram, telegram bots are all, um, uh, uh, <laughs> it's a comedy of errors here today. People are saying, oof, bad day. <laughs> you've had a rough day, bro. <laughs> Kafur, you've had a rough day. <laughs> Someone says, report ragged. <laughs> one of the other guys, I've got to tell you a funny story. I've got to tell you a funny story. So we have one guy on the team. He's made a lot of money trading Casper, like a lot of money trading Casper. So he arrives here in Cape Town and his luggage doesn't arrive. So I post on the, on the research group, I say, well, just short Casper and long clothes. <laughs> so I wonder if he's going to go to the mall now and actually buy some clothes. Anyway, back to Solana. 
So we're also getting the Telegram bots coming back to Solana. So Unibot and Banana Bot actually came back to, are now operational on Solana. And remember on Solana, it's, they, it's much more suited for Solana because the, the fees are much lower and it's much, much, much quicker. So you can see 24 hours after launch of Solana, what a launch, one, $1.3 million of Solana volume, 10,000 registered users on Banana Bot. By the way, Banana Gun, we are uh, holders of Banana Gun. 920 referral links created, tons of bug fixes and improvements. You also have Unibot also going on to Solana. Just look at their Solana volume relative to their Ethereum volume. Just, just look at that. So these bots are coming to Solana. Um, and you can see that as soon as they announced or joined Solana, I mean, Unibot went up 92% and Banana Gun, you had a bad idea. You didn't put the percentage on Banana Gun. Hmm? Hasn't, uh, hasn't moved. Okay, so it says he put the percentages because it hasn't moved. It has moved. <laughs> I can see the candles. Okay, um, bad day, bro. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Um, oh, okay. So if you've been staking Celestia, if you've been staking Celestia, tomorrow's a very good day for you. Um, we have told you guys that there's this whole Celestia narrative. Miles has done airdrop shows about it. If you are, have been staking Celestia, and you now will probably get some of Manta. Manta, you're going to get the Manta airdrop. So tomorrow, uh, you're getting Manta launching on Binance Launchpool. Um, for those of you who don't know what Manta is, it's a very, very, very fast ETH layer 2. Um, modular ETH layer 2, it uses or it leverages uh, Celestia for, for data availability. So it's got, you know, it talks about the Celestia um, Celestia uh, uh, narrative, but also the ETH, the ETH layer 2 narrative. Also, the, the airdrop narrative. So not only did you get it as an airdrop, but also they've, they have already got four airdrops for people who have Manta are going to get airdrops. It's, this is like crypto's become a Ponzi. It's like we just airdrop onto the airdrop and then you can get an airdrop onto the airdrop of the airdrop. No wonder the SEC doesn't like us. For fuck's sake, like airdrop, can, can, can I have an airdrop? And then you get the tokens and then you get an airdrop on the tokens that you've been airdropped. Now you're holding an airdrop on top of an airdrop and then... You get an airdrop on top of that for, for you see what's going on here. It's a Ponzi. Um, okay, so that's that's the story. If you did, congratulations. If not, wait for our signal tomorrow before you buy this thing because this thing could come onto the market very, very, very overvalued. All right, let's move on with the show. I said to you that that last night I went to, well, I listened in on a call. I mean, I'm an investor in a fund and this fund is one of the most um, prestigious funds in crypto. They've got the best returns in crypto that, of, of any fund. And I'm an investor in the fund. And last night they actually changed their thesis for the first time. I've known the fund for four years. I've been an investor for three of the four years. And last night for the first time they actually changed their thesis. And I want to, I want to share the thesis uh, with you. But before I share the thesis with you, I just want to share quickly a new sponsor on the show. The, the, the sponsor is a very, very, very interesting sponsor. And I really wanted to show it to you today, but my, I don't have credits. I have to buy credits. So what is the sponsor? It's ChainGPT. They have a lot of uh, AI-related features, but one of the main features that they've got is that they've got this crypto general assistant. So what you do is you can ask it any question about crypto. You can say, please give me a market report or please show me all the addresses in Ethereum that have been doing X, Y, Z. And this chain GPT will actually, it's like a, a chat GPT, but specifically for crypto. And it's part of a much bigger uh, um, uh, 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 AI crypto ecosystem um, project which is called uh, ChainGPT. They've got a token. Go and check out the token. You can stake the token, etc. But for now, and tomorrow or, or whenever we meet again, 
I'm going to show you how I actually use um, uh, uh, this, this chain GPT to do research, uh, et cetera. Also, they've got an AI NFT generator. So if you want to generate like a collection of NFTs, I think you stake the token and you can generate like, you can say, I want you to generate me 500 tokens that look like Kapoor, just with different hairstyles. And then you get like, you get Kapoor NFTs. You can, you can generate your own Kapoor NFTs. Um, so that, that's our new sponsor. Anyway, back to the show, back to, to what we were talking about. So the fund that I'm talking about is Multicoin Capital. Multicoin Capital is really one of the, one of the best funds in crypto. Uh, their last fund, I mean, it was huge. I think it had like multiple X's returns. These guys see the future. They know the future. They know the narratives that are going to pump. And the truth is, if you can get into a project that Multicoin is invested in, almost 10 out of 10 times that project lands up making money. Now, I've made a lot of money investing with Multicoin. But one of the reasons that I invested is so that I can get access to the Multicoin call that happens every couple of months, every quarter. And yesterday was the quarterly call. And for the first time, they shared their thesis for 2024 and they shared something that, that, that really, really, really blew my mind for these people. So what blew my mind? Well, they shared all the things that they were really excited about. And a lot of things that they were excited about are very similar to things that we were excited about. Like they're talking about exchanges and they're talking about exchanges that trade things that are easy to price. But they're saying that the, the thing that they're excited about the most is how crypto exchanges can trade things that ordinarily you couldn't have traded. Things like NFTs, things like attention, which you can now trade. You can t- trade attention credits. You can trade NFTs on crypto exchanges. And that's one of the things that they're really, really, really excited about. The other thing that they really, really, really excited about is stable coins. Of course, they're excited about. But then they're really excited about Deepen. And we've spoken about this, this deeper narrative. They spoke specifically around things like Render, HiveMapper, Helium, all these physical infrastructure projects, um, decentralized physical infrastructure projects. Now, one of the guys was asked yesterday, he said, look, do you think that Deepen can be bigger than DeFi? And what he said is, yeah, because everybody's going to eventually use 5G contracts or a, a, map, a mapping technology like Waze that is decentralized, but not everybody's going to use smart financial contracts for staking and stuff like that. So that's, that's one of the ways to look at it. The other narrative that these guys spoke about was they spoke about a thing called fully homomorphic encryption, FHE. And I think it's a term that we need to start getting familiar with. So what is it? It is like the future of zero knowledge proofs. It is like the future of sending private data on the blockchain in a, in, a, in, a, in a smart way. Now, why is that important? Because their thesis, so what they said is they said, look, the reality is that like JP Morgan and all the big banks, they want to use blockchain because they know that Larry Fink said that blockchain is, is, is more efficient and everybody should be on blockchain and tokenization of assets should be on blockchain. But the problem is that the reality of the blockchain technology as it currently stands is that they can't have every, every transaction transparent on the blockchain. You just, you, they just can't have every detail of every trans, of a transaction transparent on the blockchain. We know why, because they're absolute criminals. But I mean, for them, they just don't want us to know that we're, they're absolute criminals. So what they want to do is they want to share information on the blockchain. They want to share information on the blockchain without actually sharing critical details. And for that, what they use is they use this, this, this technology called Fully homomorphic encryption. What is it? It is an advanced form of cryptography that enables arbitrary computation over encrypted data. 
It's almost like instead of sending text, you send encrypted text. And it almost says like, it's almost like, tell me that you're 21 without actually, that you're above 21 years old without actually telling me your age so that we can carry on with our transaction on the blockchain. And that's really what it is. And they talk about two projects here. They talk about Phoenix, which is a fully, is pioneering uh, FHE on-chain. And then they talk about Zama, which is another project, which is, uh, which is in this kind of tech stack. So this is not the part that blew my mind. So again, what are they? Deepen, trading, uh, FHE, they're very, very excited about. And then they said something at the end of the call, which kind of blew my mind. And what they said is, they said, we're finally ready to move our investment thesis above the layer one. Now that's a big statement. And the reason why I think that is such a big statement is because that's almost the green light for us to start investing above the layer one. Now, what do we mean investing above the layer one? I think what they meant is that they meant that they believe that the scalability issues and the speed issues and the cost issues have been solved. Solved by Solana and Firedancer, solved by Say. Say's got a much faster time than Solana, but of course they have uh, less validators. So you can say it's less decentralized. There's other projects which are coming out like Saga. Saga is a, is a, is a project which is coming out on Cosmos. Um, very, very, very smart project because what do they do? They create, they allow any project to create a blockchain and they charge very little for the blockchain. It's like $200 a month to run a blockchain. And it's the same set of validators, same set of validators which keep validating the transaction. So imagine like every project just starts a new blockchain, but you're using the same validators to, to power these, what they call chainlets. So they believe now that the layer one problem is solved and we can start moving up the tech stack. And the reason why I said that's so exciting is because it means that there's going to be a whole lot of new investment opportunities that we can feel comfortable to invest in above the layer one. Now, I don't know if the layer one project has been solved. Um, I've seen a lot of projects that are still solving the layer one. We're making investments into a lot of projects into layer one. We have sponsors which are solving the layer one. One of the sponsors is um, this company over here called Devi. Devi is apparently uh, they can do something like 8 million transactions per second. Go and read up about it at devv.io. Also, there's a link below. If you want to sign up for their white paper, uh, for their for their IDO, you can still sign up and go and read up about it. It's like a, it's a very unique, very, very, very fast uh, blockchain that uh, you can do, that, 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 that you can sign up for. Go and do the research. I mean, I haven't invested yet. I may invest. I'm not 100% sure yet. Haven't done the research, but probably worth investing. They are one of our sponsors, so go, go and have a look at it. And then lastly today, uh, remember, Bybit have this competition. In fact, not lastly. It's not lastly. Bybit have this competition. Um, you can win up to $2 million. You have to sign up with a Bybit account. There's a link below to sign up for a Bybit account. Go and sign up for this competition. You can win up to $2 million. I'm going to put $10,000 into an account and I'm going to trade that account and hopefully we can get that account as close to, I don't know, a million dollars as possible. But we're going to go really risky. If you want to join me, sign up on Bybit below. There is a link below. Also, lastly, this is like really lastly, if you want to win big, go to Banter Bubbles, click on the win big, predict the price of Solana, Ethereum, Sui, Say, Bonk, and Arbitrum. You have to have a Banter Exchange account with any one of our partner exchanges. And then you can win up to $10,000 every single month of each one of these tokens. That's one, two, three, four, sixty thousand $60,000 every single month. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see you guys again tomorrow. I've got a massive show for you guys. Until then, trade well, my friends.